All right. Thank you, Scott Hansen, again for the intro and another great week one of Red Zone. Welcome into our 50th episode, episode number 18 of this year already, and counting 32 episodes last year. Uh, we're continuing to grind and help you guys win your leagues. This is the start of our normal schedule, so we will be live uh, to, on Wednesday today, of course, and we will be live on Fridays moving forward. So make sure you're tuned in on Wednesdays and Fridays. Week one is in the books. We're going to bring back our favorite segments from last year. We're not going to talk about injuries this year. We all know you guys know who is hurt and who isn't. So make sure you're just monitoring practice reports up until Friday and keep yourself prepared. Um, but we'll be bringing back some calm or chaos and trust or bust. And for now, we're just going to hold off on trade targets just until we get to a couple weeks of the season. Probably shouldn't be making too many major moves this early. Uh, but we will mention some guys to buy low and sell high on throughout the trust or bust, calm or chaos, whatnot. Uh, but we'll be breaking down which guys you're trusting, which guys you should be panicking on. And as always, now some trivia with Q at the end. So let's get right into it. Calm or chaos. Start it off. Matt, your boys on the Green Bay Packers. What happened? What happened Dude, with them? I honestly have no like defense for them that was just pitiful but do not do not expect that poorest performance ever again this season this kind of double choke yeah (laughs) (laughs) literally they looked dismal i mean that entire team was bad but i mean people are saying rogers did it on purpose that man doesn't go out there to lose football games uh so don't expect this to happen again Everyone should be just fine on this. Yeah, offense. and I, I have too much stock in Aaron Jones, so I felt the effects through a couple of leagues. It's, like once you saw Jordan Lovin, you just knew that, and it was like the third quarter too. It was, it was done. Yeah, they like they just gave up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when Jordan Love came in, that game was way over at that point. It was already over from like the halftime, pretty much. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Robert Tunyon, the only one with double-digit points was Adams at 10.6, which is way less than what you expect from him. So it was a rough game all around for the Packers. Definitely stay calm on all of them. They get the Lions next week. If they, str- all, if they, if they all struggle against bad. the Detroit Lions, then there's some chaos to be had. I'd for still sure. plug all of them into my lineups this week with confidence. Maybe if you have another option instead of Tunyon, I'd consider it. But I still think Tunyon should be a top-10 tight end. So – Fun fact, not so fun fact, Aaron Rodgers finished quarterback 35 and only 32 quarterbacks. Oh, dude, he sucks. Yeah, bad. Justin Fields got like a random touchdown. Trey Lance. Uh, yeah, Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. Mariota. Yeah, Mariota was in there too. I was weird. Uh, but he ended up getting banged up. All right, let's move on from the Packers. Stay calm on them. But for calmer chaos on Josh Allen, 19.2 points against the Steelers, 270 yards, one touchdown, 44 rushing yards. You're calm. It's not horrible. Yeah. You're calm because it's not horrible. the Bills have still – they don't know how to run the ball, and they choose not to. So Josh Allen is going to be doing everything. Singletary – Singletary looked good. He Do did not try good. and come at my mans like that. And but, I think if they can get the running game going, that only – helps Josh Allen so much. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's Josh Allen's worst game in a while uh, since week 12 of last year. Um, but 19 is really not that bad. You're 100% staying calm. This is probably arguably one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best. Um, and he was still able to put up a decent, decent, solid stat line. So I'm staying calm on Josh Allen, no doubt. Don't overreact to week one will probably be the theme of this entire Calmer chaos yeah, segment. We got to get a little juicy. But there are will, just be calm will, on. You could make an argument to stay calm on anybody. Yeah, but there there are some people that I'm a little nervous on. But we'll get into them. Let's let's keep going with the quarterbacks here. Ryan Tannehill against the Cardinals only had 16 fantasy points, 212 yards, one touchdown, three turnovers, and only two carries for 17 yards, and added another rushing touchdown. It's just calmer chaos for him. You're calm just because of what he has, but. It is concerning because the Cardinals D isn't that good. Uh, that O line looked bad. Yeah, bad. Chandler Jones was feasting. Five sacks. Yeah, that's that's my biggest concern right now. Would be the O line. Like Derek Henry could not find any holes to run. Although he's more of a second half of the season guy. Um, but yeah, Ryan Tannehill 
did not look good. They could not get the run game going, so they could not get their play action going. So it was just struggle bus all around. I'm staying calm on Tannehill. He still has all the weapons in the world. This team is still probably going to be a playoff contender. So I, I think they'll bounce back, but just be cautious. I believe they have a tough matchup again next week too. Um, that was my Super Bowl pick. It looked so it was. bad. It was. They'll still be good. They start off slow. They'll be all right. Uh, they don't have a tough matchup. They got Seattle next week. So, I mean, their defense looked better, but still not that good. So, hopefully they I mean, can bounce back. Yeah. If Taney's able to take care of the ball, you take away three, those three turnovers, that's six more points, and he's sitting at 22. So. Yeah, and you're definitely more comfortable there. All right, last quarterback here. Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers only finished with 15.38 fantasy points, 337 yards, only one passing touchdown, and two turnovers. It's calmer chaos on Jay Erbo. Right, he played a real just, good defense. Yeah, real nice defense. defense. We were all a little low on it. And, but it like in, in like real football, he's really good because he won the game. But fantasy, this isn't a really good performance. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he threw 47 passes. It was just the touchdowns really weren't there. Um, this was pretty much a low-scoring game. The defense was pretty good. They were able to move the ball up and down the field, but could not really capitalize once they got to the red zone. So It wasn't really like all of them. Him and Keenan Allen are already – they've got it going. Dude, and, uh, Mikey Dubs. Yeah, Mikey Dubs. Oh, he had a couple of costly drops there, though. But So, I mean, if the receivers are able to hang on to the ball and help my man Shea Herbo out a little bit, the day doesn't really look so bad for him. Someone explain to me why Austin Eckler got zero targets. Bro, what is that about? They got to target him. They got to keep him involved. He's one of the best pass-catching running backs. The they best. threw the ball to him zero times. So that's, that's got to change. And I think that'll change too. Um, but I'm staying calm on Herbert and this entire offense. Washington has a really good defense. Uh, but that left tackle for Sean Slater looks really good. So I think Herbert's going to be protected. He locked up Chase Young that whole Oh, game. yeah. A lot of Locked these players did better last year without the preseason, so I think we just need to take the preseason out. <laughs> just get rid of it. <laughs> Maybe. All right, let's move on to some running backs. Start with the cream of the crop, Saquon Barkley. 3.7 points, 10 <laughs> carries for 26 yards, one catch for one yard on three targets. Let's start with where you took them. <laughs> number four overall that's uh-huh. i didn't take him number four overall for week one and he couldn't even get four points so, you well, know if you want to make a listen. case for chaos and a week one guy this would be the one because he's shown that this team has shown no, no signs of improvement on the offensive line i mean it's, it's his scary. first game back from acl tear did you really expect him to go for like 20 carries 110 yards and two touchdowns not to, I, not I average two points six yards. Wishful thinking. Was he on a snap count? I like was he? I don't yeah, know. he was. He he played he played a good amount of the snaps though. I don't know the exact snap counts. Um, some of them haven't been fully released at this point. But. There was a total of fourteen carries by the Giants running backs. Yeah, ten of them went to Saquon. It was just honestly the more th- I'm not just concerned about Saquon. I'm concerned about that Giants offense as a whole. Like the Broncos have a pretty good defense, but I wouldn't consider them like like deadly like i think you can beat that defense um the secondary is pretty good but i think the giants offensive line is still just as bad as it was last year they really haven't improved it that much daniel jones looks rough so that team just looked like jason garrett they they haven't scored more than like 20 points in a while i think like in six or seven games like uh in the last 17 games i think they've scored uh less than 20 10 times so it's not looking good it's not looking good but wait until Saquon can get 20 plus touches under his belt. Don't go trading away Saquon right now. Definitely Please a buy low if if you're looking to trade. I would still I still would matchup. want Saquon. But yeah, he has another tough matchup, but in the range. I mean, iron sharpens iron, Q. Oh man. He's made of iron. The volume will come as as he gets a little bit healthier as well. I think he'll get more touches. So I'm staying calm. All right, All right. Sure. Got another elite running back here. Uh, not as bad of a performance. Derrick Henry, 10.7 points. Not really what you expect from him, but an okay day at the office. 17 carries for 58 yards, three receptions for 19 yards on four targets. This is calm or chaos on DN. Dude, if anything, I'm happy he saw four targets. 
I was about to say. I was about thing. to say <laughs> the most he saw last year was five. So him getting one below his season high of last year, that's a very good sign. Honestly, the Titans defense looked bad. So I think this is a good sign for like the Titans overall. Like in most games, they're gonna be in shootouts. If like that offense gets rolling, they should be fine. Um, and they're gonna have to put up a lot of points. So Derek Henry's definitely gonna be involved. And four targets in this game where they're down, he might become a little bit more involved in the passing game. I know they did mix in McNichols here or there, but <laughs> barely like, but barely. Like Derek Henry's still gonna be that guy. So I'm saying calm. For I'm sure. Happy, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with 10 points from Derek Henry week one. Like, that's something I can swallow. Something I can't, though, Ezekiel Elliott. 5.9 points, 11 carries for 33 yards, and two catches for six yards. Calmer chaos on our boy Zeke. I don't care who he was playing. That's chaos. Yeah. You're calm on the rest of the offense because the rest of the offense produced. No. Because they're going to be down, and, and they're uh, going to be throwing. And when I they throw, it's a, not going to Zeke. There was a point in time in the game where they had – they chose to put Tony Pollard in over Zeke. Yeah, that was weird. I did not expect that. I don't know why Pollard played so much. So yep. Tom, Zeke's like on his way out. He's pretty much useless or not as a uh, valuable to them Drop anymore. Him. All right. Just, I think we're going a little off the Zeke. rails. Do I'm saying I'm giving Zeke another realize. shot. I'm definitely why? a little bit nervous. You hated him coming into the season, Look, and he's I'm just a little proving, bit nervous. He's just proving you right. He is. He is, and I'm 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 not mad that he played poorly and i also liked tony pollard coming into the season i like tony pollard's talent i think he's a better pass catcher and for the way this offense is going to be throwing in most games pollard's probably a better fit to be on the field most of the time but i still think zeke has a lot of talent i don't think he's just completely lost it at this point he was good last year for while Dak was in i think the bucks defense did play a role in his poor performance this time they kind of just abandoned the run game after like the first drive second drive so I'm staying calm. I'm giving him another shot, but I'm a little bit more nervous on Zeke than the other guys. Zeke and Saquon are probably two of the ones I'm the most nervous on. All right. All right. Next guy here, rookie Steelers running back, Najee Harris, 5.9 points. He had 16 carries, so he did get some volume for 45 yards, uh, but only one catch for four yards on three targets. Is this calmer chaos on the rook? Oh, well, I guess you can be ass with volume. Chill, wasn't chill, chill, but, chill. <laughs> you are calm, <laughs> but that wasn't. I mean, that's what we said on Thursday or whatever the last pod was. Uh, the Bills, one thing they did upgrade on their defense was the line, so that showed, and we know that the offensive line of Steelers is not too great. But who's going to take his job unless he gets hurt or somehow this job's taken? You're you're not worried. Yeah, but, yeah. The Bills' defense is definitely pretty solid. Um, I'm staying calm on Nashi Harris too. As much as I was against him, I just thought his ceiling was – I mean, his draft hype was a little too high. But Najee Harris still has the talent, and he's still going to get the volume. So you're going to keep rolling him out there. He's got some favorable matchups coming up the next few weeks as well with poor run defenses. So keep plugging Najee Harris in uh, for the next couple of weeks unless the poor performances continue. All right, Matt, T-Gods, your boy James Robinson, what's going on? 8.4 points, only five carries for 25 yards. He did have three catches on six targets. The so six targets is positive for 29 yards. But, but what's going on? We expected more. Dude, why uh, did they get blown out against the Texans? They're trash. They're, it doesn't make any sense. An idiot. The Texans yeah. looked so good, and the Jags looked so bad. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't get rushes, obviously, because they were down so much. But, like, I, I, that whole team is chaos for me right now. They look terrible. I don't think the coach makes it to the end of the season. I think he quits because he realizes he's not NFL he just can't do it like and he quit. what the hell are you doing that, that that's like speculations of him quitting just because he can't handle it he realizes it's not his thing like how are you gonna not run your workhorse guy who's top five last year i mean down or not it's just, yeah there's no excuse dude carlos hyde had nine carries Jalen, uh not Jalen. james robinson had five why is carlos hyde out carrying James Robinson this from guy last year. He has a college. He thinks offense. he's a genius. Urban Meyer, I'm nervous about him in the NFL. He seems like the next coming of like the Chip Kelly Chip kind Kelly, of coach. Yes. There's the been reports out of training thing. camp too that like all the team is disinterested. They don't like him. Like has not looked good for the Jaguars. Definitely nervous about. He this might team. as well quit. While his head on. <laughs> I think I mean, what we saw. Behind, but... I think what we saw is going to be pretty consistent for the Jaguars a lot of this year. I think they're going to be down a lot. So 
Trevor Lawrence might have to throw 50 times a game. Uh, I think that bodes well for James Robinson in the passing game. Only three out of three catches on six targets. He'll definitely catch more of those moving forward too. So, and he played more than 60% of the snaps. So he's going to be on the field. You just have to hope that they use him drawn up for him. Yeah. They need to get him more involved in the offense. He carried them last year on his back. Get James Robinson the ball. All right, uh, next one here, not probably someone that didn't get started in a lot of leagues, but a couple of you definitely did, and it hurt a lot. Ronald Jones, negative 0.6 points. Uh, four carries for 14 yards, but lost a fumble, and Bruce Arians sent him to the doghouse. This is Connor Chaos on Rojo. If the season ends today, Matt would now know why Fournette's ADP was higher. Also, I didn't know well, that he changed yeah, number to seven, so I think he's going to be a different breed. <laughs> I mean, what if Fournette fumbled? Easily would have been. He'd probably go to the doghouse, too. <laughs> Dude, I thought, I thought they were going to go back to Rojo or switch to Giovanni Bernard after Fournette tipped the ball into the interception. I was yeah. like, dude, you got to catch that ball. But um, they did already come out and say Ronald Jones will be the starter this next week. So yeah, that gives Bruce me some Harris confidence to stay calm. I'm not putting him in my starting lineup until I see it. Um, definitely still nervous, but. I'm staying calm for now just because they still trust him to be the starter next week. So we'll see. Yeah, it's unfortunate that like, we don't know how what its role is going to be with playing the uh, Falcons on Sunday. They could easily just run all over. Yeah. He's a, definitely a risky flex play at best right now. Too much risk involved for me, but still staying calm, still keeping him on my bench. Definitely don't drop him at this point. Um, two guys that are really confusing this past week, Comer Chaos, Trey Sermon, and Zach Moss. They were both marked inactive before the game as healthy scratches. What is going on with this during week one, an hour before kickoff, these guys get marked inactive? Bill's running backs are irrelevant to me. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> they could both be marked inactive and the game would be, go the same way. Trey Sermon, though, I'm not worried just because now uh, Mostert's out, so he has to play. Did you not see Eli Mitchell playing on Sunday? Yeah, but that we not know a thing? from history, the 49ers, they're going to run a carousel of running backs. It's still Jermichael Hasty who had a touchdown, I believe. And uh, why not use the guy that drafted early? Well, yeah. Trey Sherman's definitely going to get activated this week just because Raheem Mostert obviously is now out for the season. Um, but Trey Sherman, I've seen conflicting reports. I've seen people saying that it was talent and, like, he simply got beat out. But I'm like, where were the reports of this during the offseason? Yeah. Like, why is nobody talking about this? Um, I saw reports just saying that, like, maybe he did something that got Kyle Shanahan rubbed him the wrong way or something. Um, I think he'll be back this week. I think he'll get his chance in this offense. I don't think he's fully gone away. I wouldn't drop him, but definitely more nervous now that Eli Mitchell looked really good. Hasty looked all right, too. Um, but I still think he'll be moved into this carousel of running backs. But Zach Moss. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, they they don't have that much running back depth to be just marking him inactive. So that makes me a little bit more nervous than Trey Sermon because he's been in the league for a couple of years. He's not a rookie. I don't know what to do with Zach Moss at this point. I think you hold him on your bench to see what happens next week. But if he keeps being marked inactive or like if he plays and is active and doesn't get any touches, it's definitely going to be droppable within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, they're back up. Matt Breida. No. Would you Matt yeah, Rita. they, they liked Matt even though he had like four carries for four yards or something. Um, I did see a report that they just liked Matt Breida more as the backup, and that's why they marked Zach Moss inactive, which crazy to me after Zach Moss was like better at the end of last season, but stuff we don't see in training camp. You never know. Um, would you guys drop Zach Moss right now for no. Eli Mitchell on waivers? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, Tyson Williams. Not. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's not even that's yeah. I just feel like this is the trap. Everyone's gonna go all in on Eli or yeah, Mitchell and then Yeah. There's definitely a little bit of a trap five with Eli Mitchell just because came out of nowhere, but I mean he looked good. I'd okay, rather take a chance on the I'll guy. Fall into the trap. Yeah. I'll take a chance <laughs> on that guy after seeing how bad that Bill's backfield was all of last season and the fact that Moss was marked inactive. I wouldn't drop Sermon just yet. I'd rather hold him just because he's a rookie, but Moss, if those guys are out there, I'd pull the trigger. All right, uh, let's get into some wide receivers. To your boy, Mr. 1000, Mike Evans, 5.4 points, three catches for 24 yards on six targets. Why was he not involved in that crazy Bucks game? I don't know the game plan. Oh, 
but I do know, I mean, Mike Evans has shown us that he can score in this offense. Week one just happened to not be his week. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a telltale sign of this team moving forward. I think one of these guys is just not going to be involved. Like, they'll be involved, but they're one of these guys, there's just not enough volume to go around. Tom Brady threw the most passes he threw in a game more than any game last season, 51 passes. What'd I say? See, he's on track. So Tom Brady looked good, but Mike Evans still was unable to get points. So I think either him, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Gronk, somebody's going to be the odd man out every week. We thought it was going to be Gronk more often than not, but Mike Evans this week just did not get the love. I actually think he was shut down a little bit as well. Trayvon Diggs looked good covering him. He looked frustrated. But we shall see on Mike Evans. Next one here, T-Gods. Calmer chaos, Brandon Ayuk. Zero catches, zero yards on zero targets. To be fair, they did say that the fall in the depth chart was injury-related, uh, kind of like a last-minute thing. They just thought he could play, and maybe he was got gimpy on the first couple of plays that we didn't see. I don't know. But what's going on here with Ayuk? It just hurts that what Debo did on the other side. Well, it doesn't for hurt me. I felt good. It should be the other way around. <laughs> Dude, they got to use Ayuk. I don't think he's gone. I don't think he's disappeared. No way. No yeah, way. No way. Not a shot. I do think last year they did use Ayuk in that Debo Samuel role when Debo was out. Debo was out a lot more last year. Um, but I do think they ha- they'll find ways to get both of these guys involved. I think it has to do with the hamstring. That's what I'm banking on. It has to do with the hamstring. I have him on a it's team. Gotta it's got to be the hamstring. Ayuk is super talented. They drafted him in the first round for a reason. It's got to be the hamstring. And he may not be on this list, but George Kittle's another one. They just didn't have a great outing. But I mean, we'll just give it to Debo for Debo ate all. it all up. He ate it all up. Him in the running back. And we'll I talk about say, Debo later. I would say Kittle will make it up this week against the Eagles, but with the Eagles, the way they played against Kyle Pitts, a different breed, but still. <laughs> I'll, I'll put Kittle a little over rookie Kyle Pitts, especially that Falcons offense looking rough. Um, but yeah, Ayuk. Stay calm, but I'm not starting in this week, probably until I see it, see him back on the field fully healthy and ready to go. Because we thought he was fully healthy and ready to go this week, and it just didn't happen. So I want to see it before I can trust him again in my lineup. You guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I would do the same thing. Yeah, just plug in somebody else. on my bench. It's on my bench, too, on another league. It hurts because you drafted him. making me have a dilemma good. at flex. I thought he was going to be like a set it and forget it flex, and now I'm – yeah. I'm just shit out of luck, man. Yeah, me too. I hear you there. All right, another wide receiver uh, coming back from injury last year. Cortland Sutton only had 2.4 points, one catch for 14 yards on three targets. What's going on with Cortland Sutton? Calmer chaos here. I really thought he was going to be used a lot. I really, I thought he was going to be the number number one. But now he could be because Judy's out. Yeah, that's why I'm staying calm. I probably yeah. would be closer That's to the chaos. only reason. That's only the only reason. reason. Judy was feasting. Judy yeah. was feasting. Yeah. I would have been closer to chaos if Judy was healthy. But Judy being out for however long he's going to be out, like eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. Definitely stay calm on Cortland Sutton. Keep him on your lineup. Um, maybe a little risky to start him this upcoming week. But if you want to go for it, go for it. The offense is better than what I expected. Maybe it's because they played the Giants. But Teddy doesn't make mistakes. And he doesn't really throw deep. Mr. Balls, Conservative. He, make, he makes plays. Yeah, he makes plays. The Broncos look pretty solid overall, aside from Cortland Sutton. No, Noah Fant, that was a fluky game. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> Noah that Fant. Was He's coming fluky. up. He's coming up. All right. Uh, calm or chaos on Julio Jones, Titans wide receiver, only had 5.9 points, three catches for 29 yards on six targets. Got to stay calm on Julio. Relax. It's Julio. Yeah, Relax. it's Julio. Also, he might have a fire under his ass because Mike Rabel called him out. On some old sport, sports like conduct, said we don't do that dumb shit here. Yeah, probably not necessary, but Julio maybe, <laughs> maybe comes back and cooks his next opponent. Yeah, I'm staying calm on Julio. It's Julio, even though he's a little give bit him, older. Yeah, give him Julio. time to get adjusted to the yeah. offense. Yeah, that whole offense looked out of sync. I think the, they bounce back the this week. Lock in Julio again this week in your lineups. We're in the Super Bowl. Yep. All right. Dude, chill. What we might have feared earlier in the offseason before we started jumping on the Jamar Chase hate train, Tyler Boyd only had 6.2 points, three catches for 32 yards on only four targets. This is calmer chaos on Boyd here. 
This is uh, chaos. chaos. This, is what we, this is what we thought was going to happen. We've Jamar been Chase that. looked so much better than we all expected. I mean, we were all bashing him. Couldn't catch a ball in the preseason. But it don't matter in the preseason. He showed out in his first game. And I do believe that now Boyd will be the odd man out. As surprising as it is, he was old reliable last year. He was very solid, him and T. Higgins. But now I think it's going to be the Higgins and the uh, Jamar Chase show in Cincinnati. Yeah, when I originally made that Instagram post in the summer on who do you think the Tiger King would be, I was on Chase the Chase train. Me too. Then I was convinced by you guys to I hop got, off. I convinced myself off too. There was so much out there that just made me nervous. A year off from football, the drop issues, saying weird things about the what the football looks like. <laughs> that was, why did he say <laughs> that? That was but weird. It was, he was, was going crazy. Wild. I don't know what was going on. Uh, but he routed Patrick Peterson like he said he was going to, and he had a really good game. So I can't complain. Jamar Chase looked good. Tyler Boyd, I'm a little bit on chaos here as well. I mean, it is week one, could be more yeah, involved. But just they relax. A lot, so. I think it's going to be like very up and down for those three receivers, just like the Buccaneers receivers. I mean, there's only so much room for uh, production with three good receivers. So week in and week out, somebody's going to have to be left out. Yeah. Or if you consider yeah, but like, Nixon. That game went to OT too, didn't it? Yeah, and it pretty did. deep into OT, almost tied. <laughs> yeah, and he still only thing. saw four targets. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm look a big chaos on him. Big chaos. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little chaotic. I'm a little chaotic. Here. But there's reason to believe. There's, there's reason to keep him on your bench. He, I wouldn't buy low on him though. He's not someone I'm looking to add to my team right now. Yeah, no. I'm more nervous than not nervous. All right, uh, last wide receiver, Marquez Callaway. Uh, the preseason phenom, 2.4 points, one catch for 14 yards on two targets, expected to be the only Saints wide receiver, and was pretty much irrelevant. What's going on with Callaway here? This whole game, bro, Jameis Winston <laughs> had 130, like 100 something yards and a 34 QBR and threw five touchdowns. Stupid. Yeah. That was Stupid. such a weird, weird, weird game. The Packers pretty much just shot themselves in the foot all day long turning the ball over, going for it on fourth down and turning the ball over and just setting up the Saints to just throw touchdown after touchdown. I don't know what happened here. I'm a little bit chaotic, but I'm pretty calm here just because he did play a really solid cornerback as a very young number one wide receiver on the Saints here. So we'll see what happens moving forward. I'm staying pretty calm on Callaway, but I'm a little nervous. There's part of me that's like, hmm, this is a little chaotic. Two targets is a little scary. I was I was wrong about the, the QBR, but he did only throw 148 yards. Yeah, five on four, that's 14 wild. completions, five touchdowns. Pretty much one, more than one out of every three passes was a touchdown. That's so, how does that happen? I don't, it's so, mm, it makes me so mad. That's just, I don't know how it happens. <laughs> Such a weird game. Yeah, I think I'm writing that whole game off as big giant fluke. But I uh, killed my parlay. Sorry, oh, I had to get it off my chest. They, had to get they it killed out. it. Yeah. That's the worst feeling. It actually says because of because of that game, Jameis is on pace for eighty touchdowns. Eighty-five touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, that's and only two thousand yards. (laughs) Oh my god, that's crazy. Henry had more than that running the ball. Yeah, very weird. Weird. Twenty-three hundred yards. That's yeah. All right, Uh, tight ends. Couple of tight ends to get through here before we get in some trust or bust. Mark Andrews last uh, Monday night. Five points, three catches for 20 yards on five targets. What's going on with Mark Andrews, Comer Chaos? I said it. But you said always spreading the ball. You did not like Mark Andrews. He's going to be like outside the top eight. I think he said top seven or something. Good call. I really liked them. I didn't think that Lamar Lamar would be using his receivers like that. He has shown no sign of improvement throwing the ball. Mark, Mark, uh, Hollywood Brown, he looked all right. But Jimmy Watkins even looked decent. But Mark Andrews, I'm staying calm on Mark Andrews. Yeah, he, you, you gotta, gotta stay, stay calm. calm on him. But dude, he caught was... like a—I mean, he didn't. Catch, it was like a fingertips, just over his fingertips, like a 40-yard pass from Lamar Jackson. If that, if he caught that ball, four catches, 60 yards, you would have been perfectly fine, perfectly calm. He's gonna be involved. Five targets isn't as much as I want. I want to see closer to 10 targets a game for Mark Andrews. They need to get him more involved in this offense. But yeah, I, I definitely that was just a bad OT. game. Yeah, like he should have had he should have had more than five points. He should have they got to target him more. They got to put him in the game plan more. He should have had that goal line attempt rather than Willie Sneed who had yeah. to go right through his hands. Yeah, that's any. Yeah, 
kind of a weird game all around. I really thought the Ravens were going to handle that one. Maybe week one jitters. I don't know what's going on, but staying calm on Mark Andrews. Keep plugging him in. Uh, last tight end here, Kyle Pitts, rookie tight end, 7.1 points. Uh, everybody expected the breakout of the century against the Eagles linebacker core. Uh, four catches for 31 yards on eight targets, though. Calm or chaos here on Pitts. Super calm. Yeah, he had Never targets. been more calm. Never been more calm on a team than the Falcons right now. As Maybe not the Falcons. Whole? Yes, as a team, yes. He guys loves the Falcons, man. I do. I don't know why. I think Kyle Pitts, Cody Kyle Pitts is 100% calm for me, man. Eight oh, targets. Wow. The volume was there. Hayden Hurst, maybe he got involved a little bit, but Kyle Pitts aside, he's fine. Uh, that offense did not move the ball after, like, the second quarter. It's fine. It was a fluky game. I'm telling you. Or the Eagles are just that good. Go Birds. Their defense is elite. <laughs> All right, let's get into today's sponsor, Thrive Fantasy app for iOS and Android. Thrive Fantasy app is a daily fantasy sports app, and guess what? Football's back. Download the Thrive Fantasy app. You can do player player props, uh, in-game props, everything like that. If you download the Thrive Fantasy app today and use our promo code SUPERFB, that is S-U-P-E-R-F-B, you deposit $20 or more, you'll receive an instant $50 bonus. Go check out the Thrive Fantasy app today. Download it. Super FB, win yourself some money. All right, let's get into some trust or bust. Starting with QB1 for the birds, Jalen Hurts, 34.76 points, 27 of 35 passing, 264 yards, three touchdowns, and added 62 yards on the ground. You trust in Jalen Hurts as your QB1 moving forward? Big Hell trust. Yeah. yeah. Big trust. Easy trust. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Falcons is a favorable matchup, but I'm trusting Jalen Hurts moving forward right now. For no sure. doubt. I mean, do maybe all. a little bit of bias, but, I mean, he looked good passing the ball. <laughs> Didn't even rush for a touchdown. Had three passing touchdowns. It was nice to see him get a good amount of the receivers involved. So, I mean, as long as he's able to spread the ball around and keep that offense moving, he'll be just fine. Because if he finds himself in trouble, he'll be able to do it with his legs. And the offensive line looked more. They were healthy, so that helped. Yeah, Yeah. offensive line looked good. He looked protected. And even when he did get in trouble, he looked cool, calm, collected back there, moved over to the side of the pocket. And he didn't always go for that run. He was moving the ball, moving out of the pocket, and then still looking downfield. So, Jalen Hurts looked good. Um, want to see what he can do in a tougher matchups upcoming, but definitely take that week one performance. Lock him in as a QB one right now. Next quarterback, we just mentioned him through five touchdowns and only 14 completions. Jameis Winston, 39.62 points. He also had six carries for 37 yards. Are you trusting Jameis Winston as a quarterback option right now? How can you trust someone that threw the ball 20 times, not even 150 passing yards, and had five touchdowns? Dude, that's like the a, five like, How do you trust that? How do you the trust five that? Touchdowns. That's like a Mike Evans stat line. Like two it's, catches it is, dude. Four touchdowns. Yeah, the quarterback version of that game last year. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not trusting him. Yeah, I'm on the bust side here for, for Jameis Winston. I think this was more fluky than anything. Uh, I do believe that Jameis Winston is pretty talented and he will have good games throughout the season. But if we all know Jameis Winston of old, he was very up and down on a roller coaster. The week you think you can trust him, he'll flop. When you don't think you can start Jameis Winston, like against the Packers in week one, he'll drop five touchdowns. So I don't trust him just yet. I would like to see more of Jameis Winston. Um, Last, well, not last, second to last quarterback here, Jared Goff. Is that a name you expected to hear on Trust or Bust week one? 34.92 points. You're making this list probably. 57 passes. He threw the ball 57 times, 338 yards and three touchdowns, only one interception. Uh, did add 14 yards on the ground as well. Can you trust Jared Goff at all right now? After I that solid hate. performance? I, think I really like want to hate. Time. I mean, if he's throwing the ball 50-plus times a game because the Lions are going to have to, then if he keeps up production like this – he might be a nice bench stash. Yeah, I can't hate on him. He 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 looked good. Dude, he he did. good. He looked all right. He looked pretty solid, even with the the weak weapons he has. He dumped the ball off a ton. He threw twenty targets to the com- combined to the two running backs of those fifty-seven passes. So I like that. But they're able to get downfield and make plays happen. So I can't hate on Jared Goff after thirty-four points. Um, definitely not plugging him into my lineup. He's, no he's worth a speculative bench ad at this point and be like, hmm, 
maybe he'll be good again with the throwing the ball this much against bad defenses in the future. But, That's how he was in LA. Yeah. He just kept him on the bench. Yeah, but in LA he had a good defense. He didn't have to throw as much. Now he's got and he had much better weapons on offense. Yeah, much better, way better. <laughs> Matt Stafford showed us what they can do. All right, uh, last quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Despite the weird, awful game for them, he still managed 25 solid fantasy points. Uh, he did throw the ball also over 50 times, 51 times, uh, 332 yards, three touchdowns. The three interceptions hurt his numbers too. Uh, and he did only carry the ball once for negative two yards. So that really didn't add it. Is that even a carrier? Is that a sack? I think he tried to roll out and got sacked probably. I don't know. <laughs> Trust or bust for Trevor Lawrence as your QB? Definitely looks good if you draft him as a backup. Uh, Liz, still a little hesitant on plugging him into my lineup as a for sure starter week in and week out. But the three touchdowns is a good sign. They're, the Jags are going to have to pass to keep up with uh, other teams. But the three picks is kind of what scares me. Yeah. Uh, He's running for his life. Speaking of the rushing yards, I don't know if you guys knew, but Vince, our friend Vince, had made a bet on Sunday. He said it was the second biggest bet ever that that, uh, Trevor Lawrence would rush for 18 yards. (laughs) Oh, no. He was 20 shy. Bad job. (laughs) Big, very bad job. How do you miss 18 yards by 20 yards, you jackass? Yeah, he did not run at all. Uh, even though he was running for his life, he did not run forward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, not trusting Trevor Lawrence just yet. Definitely this offense just looks too shaky. This team looks shaky. This was against the Texans yeah, of all this... teams, and he threw three picks. I'm scared to see what happens against a good defense for this Jaguars offensive line and just offense as a whole. All right, we'll be Rob. Where do you trust him more, in your fantasy lineup to get you a win or to lead your team in the NFL to a win? Probably the NFL. Yeah, fantasy. probably the NFL. Fantasy. Right. Oh, see? Okay. Fantasy. All right. I think if he was on the Eagles. I'm taking fantasy, too. The Jags out- got blown out by the Texans, and he put up a good stat line. Yeah. The Jags I don't know. Suck. How are you going to trust him I'm, to lead your I'm NFL I'm not blaming him. I'm more, I think I'm blaming more the coach no, right the now. No, not the Super Bowl. Just a oh. just, just a Like, win. Throughout, just the, throughout the preseason. Just a win? Yeah. Oh. Throughout the preseason, yeah, Urban Meyer – Urban Meyer was splitting his snaps with Gardner Minshew, making it a quarterback competition when you took this guy at number yeah, one overall. Like, and why now where's you... Gardner Minshew? In Philly, exactly. exactly. Why are you playing games with Trevor Lawrence? Get him all the snaps you can. Get him as ready as you can for week one, and clearly none of them were ready. So I'm not putting this all on Lawrence. I'd rather trust him to win my, my week and in, in the NFL as my quarterback. Just, I just don't like his coach. <laughs> coach sucks. All right. Let's move on to some running backs. Let's talk about the Lions running backs. Can you trust both of these guys? DeAndre Swift, 24.4 points. Right before the game, they reported he wasn't going to start and that he was going to be like the second fiddle here. Um, But again, that seemed to be cap. 11 carries for 39 yards, uh, eight catches on 11 targets for 65 yards and a touchdown. And then Jamal Williams, 25 points, nine carries for 54 and a touchdown. And then another eight catches on nine targets for 56 yards. Both of these guys went bonkers. Can you trust both? Is there one you're trusting more right now? Trust no, or bust on these guys? You can trust both. You I can definitely trust both. Good. Trust Swift more because obviously down the line, he's going to be the clear-cut starter. But, I mean, I could easily see Jamal Williams having like a Naeem Hines role of last year where they look to get him involved in the passing game. Swift's still going to be involved in the passing game. That's why I'm putting him ahead of Williams. But they both definitely have value in fantasy right now. They're like the do- Dollar General Browns running back. Too, yeah. I was going to say something similar to that. 49ers defense did not really contain them, especially late. But both of them look good. I'm starting Swift with way more confidence. 100% trusting him. With Jamal Williams, I'm still like, I want to see it happen a couple more games when he's not the starter and Swift's the starter. And I want to see what the volume looks like. If it's still close to this 50-50 split, Definitely in on him. He's still got nine targets in this game. So it's definitely worth rolling out there again next week if you have a, uh, if you're looking to plug in a running back. All right. Next one here Josh Jacobs, 17 points. Someone we, none of us really liked through going into this season uh, as we talked about him. 10 carries for 34 yards and two touchdowns and only one catch for six yards on two targets. 
this trust or bust here for Josh Jacobs? This is nothing new. This is bust. just touchdown dependent. That's it. Josh Jacobs. That's it. He he happened to get his two touchdowns. Take away the touchdowns, he has five point seven points. Yeah, yeah, but why why are we gonna take him away? He got yeah that. I was just but gonna I mean, say that he's so not like, gonna no. score two touchdowns every single game. Yeah, I'm not taking him Never away. Position. I'm not taking him away from him. He did have 17 points, and if you started him, you're 100% happy. Yeah. That's what we saw with Josh Jacobs last year. He was touchdown dependent a lot last year. Um, although they're going to use him in the red zone, that's clear as day. But Kenyon Drake also had the same amount of touches with five being receptions. Um, so I'm not 100% sold on Josh Jacobs owning this backfield as well as being a solid running back. I mean, he averaged 3.4 yards per carry. Obviously, the Ravens are a really tough defense too. But the two dust chance help. If he's going to keep scoring touchdowns, he could be the Garrett Blunt of old, where you just, you just keep plugging <laughs> him in. He just scores. He's not going to get the yards. It's not going to be pretty, but he's going to get you the fantasy points you need. Uh, but I do see him still as like a touchdown-dependent RB2 for me right now. I'm not 100% sold on Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Good thing you can't take away his touchdowns because he got them. He got them. He did get them. I can't, well, I can't knock him for that. Guarantee he scores below 10 next week. Ooh, and touchdowns? I like that. He's ten touchdowns? <laughs> ten touchdowns next week? Dude, I mean, he would score below ten a lot a lot of weeks if he did not get the touchdowns. And he has at Pittsburgh next week, so. Below ten. He'll do better than Saquon did. Oh, wait, Ooh. no, he didn't play <laughs> He did not play the Steelers. Singletary had 11. Um, all right, next running back here, Melvin Gordon. Smelly Melv, looking good. Back. 11 carries for 101 yards. And one touchdown with three catches for 17 yards on three targets. This trust or bust here for Melv. I'd be trusting who? I'd be trusting. Not trusting yet. Why? Because he likes Javante Williams. Because all of those yards came on one carry where the defense broke and he got a long carry against the Giants. I'm not seeing that happen every week. I do like that he was involved in the passing game more. I'm definitely still more confident starting Melvin Gordon right now than Javante Williams, but I'm not 100% sold on him. He still only had 14 touches and only three targets. Um, I, I just can't fully sell myself on Melvin Gordon running for an 80-yard touchdown. Well, I'm going to tell you that he just bought himself a couple more weeks as that being his backfield. I mean, Javante Williams did have more carries, 14 carries for 45 yeah, yards. yards. 45. Okay, okay, he didn't break an 80-yard run. Melvin Gordon was not, not efficient until the last, not until the one, the one long run. We'll see, we'll see. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not fully sold on Melvin Gordon right now. I'm not trusting yet. I trust. If he if he keeps breaking these runs, I gotta trust. But I'm not trusting yet. I don't think he's Derrick Henry. I don't think that's happened in most. Okay. Who's? <laughs> no one said that. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying like he's not gonna break these long runs every week. I want to see what happens in a normal game where that doesn't occur. All right. Normal game. That's normal like taking game. away Josh Jacobs' touchdowns. Can't do it. I'm he not trying it. to take it away. He got, he got the long run. He got it. No one started him. Now everyone's gonna start him, and I think he's giants. gonna disappoint everybody. All right. Uh, another running back here from last year that we talked about a lot, Leonard Fournette, 10.9 points, ended up getting the work after Rojo fumbled, nine carries for 32 yards, and he did get five catches for 27 yards on seven targets. That's what you like to see. It's this trust or bust year for Fournette. I can't trust, trust either one of them. Starting yeah. him? Can't start him. Can't start him. Can't start either of them. The only mm-hmm. running back you know the role is Geo because he's not the starter or the second straight. <laughs> he's just going to be the third down random guy. That yeah, comes you in. know what you're getting out of him, but it's going to be a roller coaster all season, honestly, between Fournette and Rojo. I mean, Fournette's clearly still going to be involved in the passing game, seeing that he had seven targets on Sunday or Thursday, rather. But <laughs> still, uh, this is going to be like a 50 50 toss up week in and week out. Definitely with you there, Matt. Not trusting Fournette yet. Uh, another group of running backs I'm probably not trusting, the Texans running backs. They were big this week. Mark Ingram had 14.5 points on 26 carries and only got 85 yards on those carries. Uh, but he did score a touchdown. David Johnson, 11.8 points. Also scored a touchdown. And Philip Lindsay, again, also scored a touchdown. So they all had Monsters. at least eight points. Are you trusting any of these guys? What's the deal with this whole no. weird trio of running backs? <laughs> you can't tell me they didn't look good, though. <laughs> they looked okay. <laughs> Not good enough for me to start. Against the Jaguars, and they're all getting this weird volume mix of work. I'm staying away. No, from yeah, I'm definitely backs. staying away. But <laughs> it was it definitely caught me off guard. Like, I did not think that. Oh, no. It would I, be like that. 
if you told me all three of them would score a touchdown before that game, I would laugh in your face. I would have laughed in your face. If someone <laughs> got that parlay out there, you probably made a good amount of money. No one did that. No one did that. Not a soul. That's insanely bold. <laughs> um, all right. Another running back that surprised Eli Mitchell. We talked about Sermon, uh, but Eli Mitchell looked good. 16.4 points, 19 carries for 104 yards and a tutty. Trust or bust on the rookie six rounder. Trust him for now. I yeah, for now until they he decide. was the backup. 49ers What Q? 49ers do enjoy running the ball, so there's that upside, but we don't know who the one guy number one is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think we will know. There's, yeah. When's the last time that the uh, 49ers have had a true number one? Frank Gore. <laughs> In 1980. <laughs> Most certain when he's not made of class. Which was Which never. is when. Which is never. But when he's on the it's field, like he is number one. Frank Gore. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, in all reality, I hope Mostert gets better. Uh, but also, Eli Mitchell, I'm trusting for now. Obviously, you can't 100% guarantee he's going to be the guy, but he's definitely worth a pickup, worth a look. And even if you're if you're desperate, if you had some guys that really struggled that we talked about earlier, I'll plug in Eli Mitchell all day. The most recent was Carlos Hyde. Oh, yeah. He was okay. He was all right. But that was before Shanahan, too. All right, another running back here uh, before we get into some wide receivers. Kenneth Gainwell of the Philadelphia Eagles had 12.3 points, uh, nine carries for 37 yards, one touchdown, and he got involved in the passing game a little bit, two catches for six yards on three targets. Trust or a bust here for Kenny Gainwell, Kenny G? It's not a bust, but Boston Scott, for whatever reason, didn't play, and he's definitely going to be above Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, I agree. And if he didn't get that touchdown, we wouldn't even be talking about him right now. Yeah, I'm gonna say bust for now. Um, and someone take I'm keeping, the touchdowns away. Not taking the touchdown away. Yeah, but, I, but I'm keeping my eye on him. I took it away. Ooh. Sorry, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, Josh Jacobs is still there. <laughs> he has two. He's gonna take one. Yeah. Kenny G. I mean, he's definitely gonna see a little bit of work because last year we saw how the Eagles like. That backfield rotation, just like everyone else, I don't get it. Run, booby, run, just feed him. But he's going to get the fair share. Enough to start? No. Enough for a bench spot? Just to handcuff maybe Miles Sanders? Yeah. Yeah. In a deep bench or deeper leagues, he's worth a look. But for now, or dynasty for sure, he should definitely be young. Uh, I don't know, because Booby's still the guy. He's young, too. He's not that young, though. Running back shelf life is like average running back is like two and a half years. At most, like, and then like the higher end gets like four or five. So we shall see with that. But yeah, I'd I'd still own Kenny Gainwell in Dynasty. He's a rookie, so I bet a, in four whole years, like Kenny Gainwell is not on the Eagles. Okay, but he still could be in the NFL. Yeah, you're right. We whatever. We're we're, <laughs> we're not a <laughs> Dynasty podcast. Don't pick up Kenny Gainwell in your <laughs> ten and twelve team redraft leagues. Uh, keep an eye on him. Maybe Put him on your watch list. Oh shit. Um, all right. Uh, also, Bart, if you're watching, you should have started boobs. <laughs> should have started boobs. <laughs> Big boobs. All right. Uh, Debo Samuel getting into some wide receivers. 31.9 points, nine catches on 12 targets for 189 yards and a touchdown. Costly fumble. Still a great day at the office. I guess I'll talk about him here because I was hype on Debo. I had him ranked over Ayuk heading into this week. And I, y'all called me crazy. I was nervous about the hamstring. Um, not going to victory lap that one too much. I really hope Ayuk is involved. I want him to be more involved than zero targets and zero catches. But Debo looked really good. This is what Debo can do when he's healthy. The only reason Debo was ever falling in ADP was because of his health. So need him to stay on the field. If he stays on the field, he's going to be involved. He looked really good, quick explosive but it is the lions so we'll see what he does against the eagles who shut down the falcons this week that's a wrap for yes. Samuel. <laughs> I, I, I can't I, say yeah, nothing i don't want to say anything. i was waiting for you guys to say something but <laughs> i got you, know, you look good you look good he did look good you look good start debo samuel this week if you have him soak it in because when he pulls something in his leg <laughs> i hope that does not week. happen don't let it happen this week all right, uh, next wide receiver here, another boomer bust guy, Tyler Lockett, 26 points. He 
had four catches on five targets for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Is this someone you can trust weekly in your lineup or not? You never trust them, but you start them every week. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly. literally facts right there. That's exactly <laughs> how you explained it. Five targets, not enough volume for you to be 100% confident in them every week. We saw him get five targets a lot last year, and when he doesn't catch that long pass, it looks like three, two or three catches for like 30 yards. It is the typical Lockett stat line. Yeah, it's one of the big Lockett weeks. Keep rolling them out there because they, they come and they can really help you win your weeks, but be prepared for the weeks where he be disappears. Down. Be prepared. Just, just lock, strap in, put the seatbelt on, get yourself ready. All right, let's move on to Corey Davis, looking like the wide receiver one we all wanted him to be five years ago. Five catches on seven targets for 97 yards and two touchdowns. Is Corey Davis someone you can trust in your lineups every week at this point? Definitely. I'd say so. Yeah, I'll admit I was wrong on Corey Davis. Yeah, I was also probably too low on him heading into the season. He looked really good, and Jameson Crowder was out, so that obviously opened up a little bit more volume. Eli Moore did not do much at all so it looks like it's going to be the Corey davis show when zach wilson's airing it out yep i'm i'm trusting Corey. i'd be trusting on him be trusting him and the jets are another one of those teams where they're gonna to have to throw a lot to keep up in games yeah no doubt zach wilson not Mahomes, but he's capable <laughs> of throwing the ball so yeah Corey his davis arm does work him. no i mean like he's gonna be he's gonna be able to he looked better than josh points. rosen oh yeah. josh rosen dude <laughs> All right, uh, another wide receiver here, uh, probably available in a lot of leagues as well. So if you still haven't had your waivers go through, someone to keep an eye on. Sterling Shepard, seven catches on nine targets for 113 yards and a touchdown. Trust or bust? Q. Q, I will give you your flowers. (laughs) Here they are. You were right. He's been trusting them forever. I'm tired about being right about him. (laughs) Just believe. And he switched (laughs) his number to three. That's a little weird, but. Yeah. Definitely is number – he might be the number one on this team. Kenny DeGallade is – well, he's also just coming back from injury, but Shepard is the guy for now. She- Shepard's had at Ingram least – was also out. Shepard's had at least five targets in pretty much every game in the last three seasons except one where he had four, and he has at least seven in the majority of those. The volume's there every time he's on the field, and Daniel Jones is the guy that's not going to air it out all the time. Shepard's a safety blanket. Yeah, he needs to lose a name, Danny Dimes, because he's not capable of throwing any dimes. Sorry, Danny Nichols. <laughs> yeah, Sterling Shepard. I'm flexing him this week, so I'm trusting him. All right, uh, Antonio Brown, wide receiver, Tampa Bay Bucks, 24.3 points, five catches on seven targets for 121 yards and a tutty. Trust your bust here for AB. Oh, boy, am I he's trusting. Back. He is back. He, he may be you guys like both talked about it. a league winner for and lots of people this year. Yeah, seven Q targets. Swing him, Q, please. I need him to regain Pittsburgh value before I swing him. Jesus. <laughs> You'd be he looked good. For McCaffrey. <laughs> oh my Dude, he looked, he looked like vintage AB. I'm back in on him. Trust in AB. Yeah, no Tom Brady for changed sure. that man, and he is back. And this is one thing Bruce Arians like a father figure. He did not cap. He did not cap when he said AB's playing like he did four or five years ago. He, he looked like it there. Yeah, for sure. I'm back in on um, AB. Now, talking about the Jaguars wide receivers, we got DJ Chark, who had 17.6 fantasy points. We had Marvin Jones, who had 18.7 fantasy points. And we had LaVisca Chenault, who had 12.9. So all three of them were actually flexible this week. Which ones you trust in? Which ones you bust in? Are they Go all Marv. flexes? Yeah, Go Marv. Still, going, still going with Marv. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they all had at least nine targets. So at when, what's his name? Uh, Lawrence throws the ball 51 times. The ball's going to get spread around enough where you can trust them all. Um, I'm still on the chart train, but I'm trusting all. Like Right now, I think they're all worth a flex. This team's going to be down and throwing a ton. We'll see who emerges more as the true guy, but. As right now, it seems like they're all trustworthy as a flex option. I would have probably been up five bucks by now if Tim Tebow made the team because he's easily catching five. He was only supposed to get two catches for me to win the bet. He would have easily gotten five and maybe a touchdown. Yeah, 100%. But now he's just watching. Yeah. Wait, why am I saying 100%? Team Tebow sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was already moving on to the next guys here. The Boomer Bust crew. 
Uh, Christian Kirk had 24 points on five targets. Uh, <laughs> Mike Williams had 22.2 points on 12 targets. So we actually got a lot of volume there. And Q's favorite guy in the world, Nelson Aguilar, 18 points on seven targets. Which one of these three are you trusting the most moving forward? Mike Will. Uh, I said it before the season, and I'm going to stick to it. When he's on the field, he's going to put up points. Just uh, disagree. I do Davis. like Mike Williams a lot, but Nelson Aguilar is the one on that team. <laughs> he holds your heart. But he you would have to AJ Green. <laughs> he was there, and he almost he scored a touchdown. There. He almost scored a touchdown. He did get like six targets, but I think he had like two catches. He's back. Mike Williams is the one for me I'm trusting the most just because of the volume. 12 targets. Jay Erbo is looking for him. Seems to be more involved as long as he's on the field. Could be a solid flex play. Give it to me. All right. Uh, new kids on the block. Some guys that really haven't been fantasy relevant in the past. Let's uh, start with Jalen Rager had 16.9 points. Deontay Harris, Saints wide receiver, had 15.2, although he only had like two targets, but did catch two of them. And one was a bomb for a touchdown from Jameis Winston. Uh, Jalen Waddle, 16.1 points, and KJ Osborne, 14.6 on like nine targets for the for the Vikings. Super weird. Um, which one of these four would you trust the most right now moving forward? Do I have to pick one? You don't have to. If you don't want to trust any of them, you don't got to trust right, yeah, any of them. I don't want to trust any of them. If I have to pick one, I'm it's Waddle. gonna be Waddle. Yeah. But I really don't trust any of them because I mean, once Will Fuller comes back this week, Waddle moves a little bit down on the depth chart, and all the other guys are already probably like wide receiver threes on their respective teams. So Waddle will be the best moving forward, but all of their ceilings are capped just because of like how many mouths are all, there are to feed on their offense. Yeah. For right now, they're all bi-week flex plays at best right now. Like, not someone you really want to plug in after one performance. You want to see this become something consistent before you can trust them. So maybe worth a bench spot. I'd probably prefer Waddle and Rager over the other two just because more volume. But, I mean, actually, KJ Osborne has some good volume, but I don't see that happening again. Still number three in a Kirk Cousins passing offense. So he actually is such a weird story. Last year, he played all year. He was like a special teams guy. And had like two targets all year, and then gets nine targets in the first game in the slot. What's going on there? Maybe they like what they saw in the offseason. Maybe. All right, let's move on to some tight ends before we get into Q's trivia. Uh, Noah Fant, do you got favorite player in the NFL? 12.2 points, six catches for 62 yards on eight targets. So you guys already talked about it. Fluke, dude. <laughs> it was a fluke. The loss of Judy definitely does help him, though. I think he'll finish like tight end like 13 instead of 15 now. But, <laughs> bro, that, no, not it. I'm still not. This means nothing. This means nothing to me. I'm trusting as long as he's healthy right now. Mm-mm, mm-mm. For how scarce I, tight ends I do are, trust him. I'm putting him I in my mind. I do trust him. And that's surprising for me to say because, like we said earlier in the pod, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is like, the king of keeping it safe. And when there's nothing open downfield, who's he going to? No offense. Yep. So no offense uh, Sutton for me now. Yeah, he's going to be a safety blanket. So the volume is going to be there. You see that with the eight targets. He could easily see that every game. And, yeah, I like Fant a lot more now than I did coming into this year. And like T-God said, the loss of Judy definitely helps. Who are you starting Fant over? Like, give me some names besides, like, the big ones. Are you starting him over Over Tunyon? Definitely over Gusecki. 100%. I'd probably consider starting him over Higby. Um, Tunyon, I don't know. Tunyon is where he's, like, that's where I'm ranking him. In the Tunyon yeah, range. Like, like non- seven, eight, nine-ish area is where I'm probably going to rank Packer. You want to see a, fluky, a non-fluky Packers game where, like, they're all yeah. jelly. Yeah. Where they score, like, more than three points. points. Yeah. Would you start Fant? Or Gronk? Fan. Fan, yeah. Even I was really fan. fan. Even Q said fan. Oh, my God. Wow, okay. I still think Gronk. Well, let's talk about Gronk. He was our next guy to talk about anyways. 29 points. Eight catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Huge game. Uh, But it was the Cowboys. Uh, They do get the Falcons this upcoming week, though. That's pretty much the Cowboys, too. But um, Gronk, trust or bust for me. Come on. I was not trusting him all last year. He still finished outside the top 12 last year, even despite being pretty solid, or he was like around 12, 10 to 12, I forget. Um, 
Gronk's not my guy right now. Huge game for week one. He'll have a few of these this year, but I think he's going to be unpredictable. I think he's still the fourth option on this offense. He is definitely the fourth option, unfortunately. But there isn't much better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a guy with touchdown upside, Gronk's your guy. I really don't think the fourth option is even bad for this team. I don't think. I need to. I, I don't. <laughs> he's not going to throw 51 times every week, though. That's what I'm. You might about. not be the fourth option every single week. Yeah. Dude, I don't think they're going to have to throw that much next this upcoming week against the Falcons. Might be a first half game. They might bring in uh, the backup in the second half just because the Eagles can go up 32 to six or whatever it was. Tom Brady's going to go up 70 to six. I mean, I'll take that first half. Okay. But the second half is just going to be Ronald Jones. No, I'm just kidding. We'll see. I can't fully trust Gronk yet, but I'm trusting Fant over him right now. Uh, last tight end here, Jawan Johnson, 17.1 points, three catches on three targets for 21 yards and two touchdowns. So for me, cannot trust him. Feels like Josh Jacobs at tight ends. Can I be honest? Yeah. I have no idea who this is. Tight end for the Saints. I talked about him in the preseason (laughs) when you guys mentioned Adam Troutman. I said, don't sleep on Jawan Johnson. He catches two touchdowns in the first game. I was going to bring him up when we were talking about uh, Callaway. Yeah, he looked good. Obviously not that much involved. And I think Troutman had played also and actually got a pretty good amount of targets. Uh, They just couldn't get on the same page. Uh, Troutman's going to be involved as well. So I'm not trusting him until I see him become like really focused i think it was more just like the touchdowns are gonna make people pick him up but he's worth a speculative bench ad for me when i wanted to take touchdowns away you guys tried to crucify me and now all of a sudden we're just taking everyone's touchdowns let's let's just stop saying that because i were picking and choosing when we would take touchdowns away Uh, no i'm saying i'm I'm saying they're probably pretty fluky to get two on three catches so um, you don't see that every week that's mike evans exactly mike evans-esque but he will be a red zone target He's worth a speculative ad, but Troutman, the other tight end, also had six targets. So, all right, let's get to Q trivia before we get out of here. Q, how many questions you got for us? Unfortunately, because of the week that I'm having, there's only one. One quick trivia question. I'm sorry. Ooh. Q's going through it. All right, Q, what do you got for us? Let's wrap it. Let's get out of here then. All right. So these two players have the longest consecutive streak of games with 20-plus points being eight. Can you name one of the two? Longest and, and is, the, are they and, active streaks or wait? They're at, yeah, they're at, can you? All right, so active streaks. So they go into last year. They're not quarterbacks and not quarterbacks. So they've had twenty plus points in eight consecutive games going into last. It's like last year uh, included. Twenty plus points for eight games straight. One might screw you over, but. Is it only the past two years? Well, past eight games. Or the past eight games. Players past eight games. Yes. Players past. Not quarterbacks? Not not QBs. So the last eight games that these two players have played, they've scored 20 plus points. I want to write this guy for the second guy, but what you said makes me not want to do that because I might get screwed over. One more question. You don't have to. It might be, it might spoil, but I don't know. No. Are both players the same position? No. Okay, that's what I feel. Oh, helped a lot, and it's twenty does, plus PPR points. Does this include Week One? Um, it's just the last eight games they played. Yes, it includes. Week so it can include yes, it this includes, week. It includes this week. Okay, okay. So, I didn't want to make sure this isn't from like last year. Like no, no. Because I'm like, all right. Uh, don't think too hard. Don't think too hard. I thought way too. I thought way too hard. And uh, I'm surprised that they're not quarterbacks. I'm going to be really pissed off if it's the other one because I'm torn between two guys. and I'm gonna be I am easily mm. don't have either. All right, so if, if someone gets this right, should we say this now? Do you get a, an extra point? Because I only I said one. Yeah, you can yeah, get if a point get... if you get one of the guys. You yeah, get you one get point. Two you get two both. points if you get okay, both. Okay. Let's agree on that before we – Yeah, right. <laughs> before we come trying to chop We're, we're learning. We're Whatever. learning. Whatever. I'm writing it, and I'm pissed. You know what? Mm. No, I'm not doing it. I'm switching. I'm switching. <laughs> Oh my god! If it's one You're or the other, dude. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Let me let me get like fifteen more. All right, seconds, please. I'm ready. I'm ready. I locked <laughs> it in. I'm gonna be so pissed if it's this other guy. I'm gonna punch my computer screen. Yeah, one might be a little a little twister. I, I like to hear that. 
because I think I got it. I hope. I, I don't. I don't have it. All right, I'm going for one answer here. All right. All right. I should just throw two down just in case. I, I put two in the same position. It's got to be one. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Three. Or I'll just name them to you. It is oh, okay. Travis Kelsey. Fuck. And Christian McCaffrey. Yes. I got Christian McCaffrey. I got McCaffrey too. Any. Right. Just to proof. That's why I asked, was it the, like, this season? I said Darren Waller. But I yeah, also that's... think the mindfuck was the uh, Christian McCaffrey because they were, like, broken up and. Yeah. Actually, his would have gone like two years ago. Yeah. Damn, Kelsey's got 20 points. In and you want to know who, who you have instead of Waller? I had Tyree Kills, the other one. You want to know who's But had I it figured in... he had a down game somewhere. Someone's had it in three consecutive games. Who? And we've talked about him on this podcast. 20 plus? And 20 three plus in three games in a row. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's a wide receiver. Okay. 20 plus in three games Brown? in a row? No. Oh. Is this actually for points or is this just for fun? <laughs> just for fun, because he just uh, threw an answer out. I don't know. Twenty Trust plus. Me, we talked about it more than three times. Debo. No. Definitely not Debo. DJ Chark. No, it was Sterling Shepard. Oh yeah, he's. Oh late. my. At least I got a point. I'm happy I got. A point. I thought it was Darren Waller because his last few games have been nuts, but a couple of them were under twenty. He had twenty six point five this week. And at the end of last year, he finished with 26, 16, 30, 14, 45, but then six. But the six was week 12. I was going backwards. So his last seven games have been nuts. But they weren't all 20-plus like Kelsey. All right, that's a wrap. That's it for the week one recap. We will be back on Friday with our week two preview. Ready for some more football Make sure you're following us here on Twitch. If you're watching, throw us a sub on YouTube as well. We're on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast will be there. Also on Twitter at SuperFBPodcast or Instagram. Excuse me. At SuperFantasyPodcast. Excuse. And TikTok as well at SuperFantasyBros. We will see you guys next week. Peace.